Rusty Quill presents. Welcome to Ain't Slayed Nobody. This is an actual play podcast intended for adults and may contain material that some people find disturbing. Please see the episode notes for content warnings and listen with care. If you found our show from Graham Patrick's guest writing on episode three of the Magnus Protocol, you might want to start with one of the campaigns he wrote on. Y'all of Cthulhu, our first ever season, is a complete horror campaign in the Old West. Next, we have Bleaker Trails, which is in the same setting. That has one complete season, and the final season is coming late in 2024. And if you're looking for something shorter and science fiction, we have a six-episode Blade Runner series. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you around. Our Discord is slade.me discord. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I'm moving with purpose as well. Well, it isn't quite dark. There are a few dim electric lights here. And this is obviously the cellars of Blackshade. This isn't just like a basement. This is a proper network of cellars down here. As you move down, you can see, for example, there's what is a cold store for meat over on, on the left you move a bit further and there's a, a small wine rack. But none of these are where that sound came from. And you hear the sound again. It's coming from deeper in the cellars. And as you follow it, there are a few smells for a start. There are some chemical smells. There are some smells of... Some old smells maybe of blood and corruption. You move down this little corridor and there is a, an open doorway to what you realise must be the mortuary. If there is a mortuary here, it's a small room. There's a dissection slab here. There are a few benches with tools or surgical instruments on them. But it doesn't look like any of this stuff has been used recently or at least if it has it's been very carefully cleaned and you hear that sound again and it's not coming from this room it's coming from there's another room that's that's just down the corridor another door down there okay i'm going for it and you can hear this howling from that this one there is <laughs> a stout padlock on it is a, a solid wooden door. Behind it, it's not just that howling you can hear, but is it echoing? It can't be big enough in there for it to echo, but it sounds like it's echoing, or is it that it's echoing, or is it that something's answering? Okay, the phrenology head, I'm guessing, is made like of a marble, or quite stony, like it's quite heavy. Yeah, why not? I want to try and, like, bash the lock off the door. Then give me a strength roll. Oh, shit. <laughs> mm, 60 and my strength is 45. I didn't spend my luck before because I pushed the roll, so I'm going to spend my luck now to make that a success. You don't want to push it? How can I push it? God. Hmm. <laughs> 
It's a trap. <laughs> the problem at the moment is you're just trying to smash the padlock off, but if you if you smash the whole mechanism that's holding the door shut. Yes. That sounds like a reasonable and sensible plan. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, definitely a halved success. Wow. Fantastic. Then you do smash the lock off and you, you don't actually damage the rest of it too much. You might be able to find some way of wedging this door shut if you need to. I'm sure I won't. <laughs> you smash the lock and the door creaks open a little bit and there's a smell within there. It's not like the smell of old rotten blood that you smelt from the mortuary. And it's not like the chemical smell that was around there as well. This is maybe a sort of chemical smell, but not any chemicals you've ever smelt before. It's, it's acrid and vaguely nauseating. There's something, there's something just wrong and alien about this smell. Ah, uh, and can I move into the room? Well, as you open up the door, it is gloomy in here. But it is partially lit, but it's not lit by gaslight or even by electric light. It's lit by this blue luminescence. Yeah, this unnatural shade of blue. And you see a few things. There is Anna Hackwood on the ground, squatting there, squatting on her haunches, she looks emaciated. You can see all her ribs. The flesh is gone, or at least shriveled on her face. You can see the skull underneath, but the skull looks wrong. It looks the wrong shape. The jaw is pointing out too much, and it's full of sharp teeth. Her eyes are glowing blue. There's blue all over her ruined fingertips, and you can see that... She has drawn strange symbols, strange sigils on the wall with this blue liquid that is coming from her hands. These strange signs that are glowing blue. And in the shadows beyond there, it's like you can see beyond the walls. It's like you can see through them. And they... They just go on forever into the darkness. The good news is that as you're having a bout of madness, you don't have to make another sand roll. Oh, yay! <laughs> I'm so pleased by this. <laughs> the bad news is that Anna looks up at you with these glowing blue eyes and her mouth opens and you hear this howl come out of it. You hear the howl answering from all the corners of the room and she looks at you and pounces oh fuck <laughs> okay let's cut back upstairs <laughs> have we heard any of this ridiculous howling now that the door's open well we'll get to that in just a moment so the matron is looking at mary in Alarm confusion as she's waving these papers around in, in front of her and Ruth. She says, get those out of the way, woman. We're trying to help the poor man. <gasps> poor man. My ass. And Mary, like, <laughs> is what she picked up from Ruth. Mary drags the notes away, but kind of looks to Ruth to see if she's picked up on what Mary's putting down there about Evelyn's notes. If you've just held them up in front of her, then she would have seen them um, and probably recognizes them as you have. And, and then is just kind of conflicted about what the next thing to do should be. <laughs> I think that she'll give a meaningful glance to Mary and then a meaningful glance to the open door mm. <laughs> and then back to Mary to see if there's any reaction. And then Mary is glancing at Ruth and then glances to the door and it looks really scary. And then she glances back and is like shaking her head slightly like... Mm. <laughs> Cowards! <laughs> As you do that, you can hear from down in the cellar the sound of something smashing, the sound of something heavy being smacked into metal, and then this breaking sound. And then moments later, 
this howl. Oh. The crashing perks her Ruth up. The howl. I think she's just going to grab Mary's wrist and start dragging her down to the door. Moira could be in trouble. We have to help her. I, yes, but, 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 oh. um, I, I think Mary just has a quick glance around to see if there's anything heavy she can <laughs> take with her because that howl was terrifying. Wait, we're in the surgery, right? Are there, uh, like, scalpels? <laughs> Stabby stabbies. Yeah, scalpels, saws, stuff like that, yeah. If you're looking around, uh, Ruth will say, Mary, what are you doing? We have to go. Did you just hear that thing? It was a vampire or werewolf or something. We have to arm ourselves, at least. Reasonable. And then she'll grab something sharp. (laughs) I guess there's not going to be any guns around here, are there? (laughs) A gun in the surgery. No. That I have a 50% in rifle. That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like a clean surgery room and then a fucking gun mounted. A therapeutic revolver. You know how you have. (laughs) Of course. Would it be a brawl roll if we had like a knife or something, I guess? That would be fighting brawl. Yeah. Okay. Mary's going to like just grab a saw. (laughs) The first thing she finds. Okay. I'm going to saw the werewolves to death. The vampires. Detaching a head from a body is usually a good way to deal with metaphysical beings. (laughs) Ruth doesn't know that. Yes. Fire saw. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Then are you heading down towards where all that sound was coming from? I think we gotta. Mary's being dragged. (laughs) I think Ruth kind of perversely wants to see a demon. Like, wants to know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Back with Mora, so Anna, or at least the thing that used to be Anna, lunges at you. Okay. What are you doing as she does so? As I do not have a great dodge skill, I shall instead bring the the, the head around and smack the bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And hope that I hit. <laughs> She's got momentum forward and I'm going to make use of it. <laughs> Let's determine, is your goal here to injure her or are you just trying to knock her back so you can make a getaway? This thing is launching towards me and I know that I can't move out of the way. Really, I just want it away from me so that I can leg it without it following in which case, we can do that as a fighting manoeuvre if you want. So the stake would be that you'd you basically knock her over for long enough to get away, if that's what you wanted. Yes, that sounds like a plan. Okay, and roll fighting brawl. Oh, I'm going to spend a point of luck to make that a hard success. You don't need to, because I actually failed, despite the odds being very much in my favour here. I rolled <laughs> a 93. Oh, goodness. <laughs> So, yes, she is moving fast now, and her emaciated limbs seem to be filled with unnatural strength. But, yeah, somehow you still manage to knock her over for long enough. She's sprawling on the ground. In fact, she rolls over, and there's just this, this weird moment where she passes partially through the wall. Right. I'm going to not pay too much attention to that detail and turn around and run (laughs) out the door. Okay, so you are running. I'm running. So, as Mary and Ruth are coming down the stairs, you can hear the sound of running footsteps coming towards you, and there in the gloom under these these 40-watt or even lower wattage bulbs... Coming out of the shadows, you can see the crazed, wide-eyed form of Moira holding this half-smashed, bloody phrenology head. Moira? No time to explain, but we have werewolves. Right, and I'm going to have a look. You know this room is a morgue? Yep. Is there any bottles of alcohol in here? Sterilising alcohol. 
<laughs> Ooh. Give me a spot hidden roll to see whether you can identify one quickly. Okay. Are there any guns in the smog? Rifles? Yeah. Is there a rifle mounted somewhere? Spot hidden. I'll spend a point of luck to make that a success. Okay. So you've grabbed a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> I'm going to rip a bit of my dress off and shove it in. <laughs> I sense another throw roll uh, coming up. Does anybody have a light? <laughs> uh, oh, it's all these bloody electric lights in here. I have no lights. <laughs> While they have put electric lights down here... There obviously still are the gas fixtures, but they're not self-lighting. There must be something to light one of these. Hmm. <laughs> Look around! As you pass the spot-hidden roll, considering there are the old gas fixtures down here, then yes, there's a box of lucifers sitting on the table as well. I'm <laughs> just going to grab those and just go, I don't have time to explain to you what I just saw, but I can tell you now that we're going to need this and a saw i have a saw and a scalpel the rest of you hear this inhuman howl coming from the room just down the corridor as the door creaks open and you can see oh, coming no. out on all fours this shape that bears just some passing resemblance now to anna hackwood but the traces of her uh fading fast there's something very predatory about what she's become and stalking on all fours in fact you're not even sure how many limbs it has now it's partly shrouded in fog and there's a this blue glow that is permeating the fog and it is emaciated and you think you can see through parts of it, but there are just these glowing blue eyes as it's stalking towards you. Uh, let's have sand rolls off everyone. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's fair. Including Mora now. She's come out of her bad madness. Yes. Ooh, I did okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Mora's fine. She's got Molotov. Everything's okay. <laughs> uh, Ruth feels exceptionally vindicated. It's a demon of, like, I... Told you, told you so. She's fine. No, it's a vampire, <gasps> says Mary, who rolled a three. Ooh. <laughs> you see what you want to see, you know? <laughs> so none of you failed. You all passed there. We all passed. <laughs> all good. We're just really happy that this is an actual thing. <laughs> so Morris still loses one point of San. Okay. Mary loses three. And Ruth loses one. Yeah, even though I got, like, an extreme sanity success. Oh, you would have lost so much more if you'd failed. <laughs> okay, fair enough. How much is it before you go permanently insane do you need to lose? You go indefinitely insane if you lose a fifth. Okay, so I had 37 and I've lost six. Okay, so if you lose one more point of San. Oh, yeah, if I lose one more point of sand, I go indefinitely insane. Okay. <laughs> Feeling real good about that Molotov cocktail you got in your hand right now. I would like to light it, and I would like to throw it. <laughs> Considering you're trying to do this with shaking hands, you're holding this improvised Molotov cocktail, and you're lighting it with the lucifers that you're holding all at the same time, I do want a dex roll not to fuck this up. Ooh. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to set myself on fire. I have a dex of 45 and I rolled 72. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. Do I have enough luck? Hang on. Because <laughs> I've got 36 luck. <laughs> you need to spend 27 points of luck to succeed there. I'm going to go down to nine points of luck to make this a success. <laughs> Oh, God. And this is before you make the throw roll. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to set myself on fire. You'll get the throw roll. Easy. Easy. Myra knows how to throw things. <laughs> the good news is you have set this on fire now. Yay. <laughs> yes. Always good. 
So let's have that throw roll and see how this goes as the thing that was Anna Hackwood prowls down the corridor towards you and prepares to pounce. Okay, so my throw is 20 and I got a 40 and I don't have enough luck. No! Ugh. So you throw and in your panic... The bottle just goes tumbling through the air and vanishes into the room, smashes down somewhere inside. And as the bluish flames rise from the alcohol, you can just see illuminated in the mist, the bluish mist in that room, other shapes now stalking out. We've got to get back upstairs. We can close that door. Yes. Yes, we should definitely go run and mary starts running she's booking it she's got the saw like by her side just in case anything tries to run at her (laughs) running is a good a sound wonderful idea run run (laughs) the three of you run up the stairs you don't know how close the anna thing and her friends are behind you you can hear the sounds of of scratching Claws, or maybe they're just the ruined remains of her finger bones dragging across the ground as she follows you. But you make it to the stairs and you run up the stairs. Who out of the three of you has got the lowest con? That's a good question. Uh, Ruth has 60. I have 45. I have 50. So Moira is in last place at the moment, perhaps struggling to catch her breath as much as the others. Can I have a con roll from Moira, please, just to see whether she manages to keep enough breath going? Uh, 45 and my con is 45? That is exactly what you needed. Okay, good. So even though you've got a stitch building, you have managed to get enough breath or get enough oxygen to get to the top of those stairs, even in your panic. You are the last one there. The matron is still there tending to Dr. Cave on the ground. She looks up at you. So what the hell are you women doing? What, what's all that noise from down there? As soon as Moira is through the door, Ruth slams it shut, leans up against it and pulls Moira and Mary up against it as well. We need to, uh, there's monsters, there's monsters down there. We need to, we need to, we need to. Don't be so silly. There's no such thing as monsters, she says, as something slams into the door. (laughs) And is Dr. Cave conscious now? No. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry, Matron, we don't have time to debate this, but there are definitely monsters. And if you don't want to be ripped apart, I'd suggest you start helping us find heavy objects to put against this door. What I would like is a strength roll off Ruth. You can have, I'd say, two bonus dice on this, one for having shut the door and one for the assistance that Moira and Mary are giving you. So generous. That's bad. That's bad. Okay. Did get a 31 and my strength is 40. All right. So... The door does buckle and bow a little bit, and you can hear the wood cracking, but you are holding it shut for the moment. There is this horrible howling sound from behind, and the sounds of these, you hope they're claws, ripping into the wood and the wood splintering. Oh, God, we, we don't have much time. We, we need to get something. And Mary starts kind of looking around for just the nearest heavy object. Ruth is yelling at the matron, pointing at Dr. Cave. That man has lied to you. He has lied to all of us. If you can find some more rational explanation for what you are seeing and hearing here, then fine. But otherwise, you have to help us. Give me an intimidate roll, I think. Uh Uh-oh. I rolled a 21. My intimidation is 15. I will spend luck to get that to a success. (laughs) Nice. (sighs) Then she... Hearing the sound of whatever's going on on the other side of that door, it says, yes, all right, and starts helping you push things like the examination table and helping you move some of the cabinets in front of the door. I don't know how long that, that will hold. What, what, what is that anyway? It, sound, it sounds, I don't know what it sounds like. It was Anna. 
It was Anna. It is a corruption of Anna. It is not Anna. No, she, she's gone. She's gone. Whatever it is, we need to get everybody out of here before they start ripping their way through people. We need to evacuate. Evacuate? You saw what she did to Thomas. It's worse now. Matron, are there any other ways out of the morgue? Uh, yes. Well, the cellars, there are... Oh. There's the back door into the gardens. Oh. <laughs> if we're running away out of the office, I think, um... Because didn't Ruth see, like, people in the garden, like, bringing mm. the body or something? Oh, going to dig the grave. Yeah. And would that be kind of in the area where the door from the morgue would go from, I guess? Yeah, not too far. So I think Mary's like, yes, the, the, the garden, um... Oh, God. And she starts to run out of the office and she's going to go back over towards that window where they previously saw, like, some of the porters, I think it was, mm. to see if anyone's got out that way. <laughs> you can see, yeah, there are a couple of the porters who are digging a grave and muttering about it. One of them's leaning on his shovel more than digging. The other one's digging away. I think Mary sees, like, that's no one actively attacking them and they do seem to be digging a grave, yep. which is confusing, but okay. So she kind of turns back. Are, are Ruth and Moira coming out with and the nurse, or are you back in the office? Or I'm still trying to convince the nurse that we need to evacuate. <laughs> Say it's something like a fire, but just get us all out of here. Yes, we can get everyone outside, but uh, the nearest village is miles away. We've got a few horses and uh, a couple of carts, but we can get maybe... I don't know, a dozen people away from here. Are there any, like, smelling salts in the surgery? Oh, yeah. Ruth is focused. She looks at Nurse Hargast and she says, get the laudanum. And then she runs and she gets the smelling salts and she goes over to Dr. Cave and starts, like, trying to revive him a little. Give me either a luck or a first aid roll, whichever is higher, <sighs> to see whether this brings him around. <laughs> Could be anyone's guess at this point. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> okay, go with luck. Jeez. The downside of it being luck is you can't spend luck on it. Yeah. True. But my first aid is low enough that it's probably listening to shit. <laughs> I did succeed. I rolled an 18 under 58. You have a lot of luck. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. For now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. You weigh the smelling salts under his nose and he almost immediately snaps too. What, what happened? What? Oh, there, was a, there was a mad woman here. No, there are demons trying to break through that door. Anna has gone completely insane. You! You, you assaulted me! Uh, Ruth is going to slap him across the face. <laughs> <laughs> Just what you want to do to someone with a concussion. <laughs> Yeah, so slaps him across the face to, I mean, like, to get his attention. I don't know, she's she's not that. Well, anyway, slaps him across the face, grabs him by the, uh, by, like, the collar and gets right up in his shit and she's like... I want a luck roll as you slap him because yeah. he does have a concussion. Oh, no. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Come on. <laughs> Why did his eyes explode? <laughs> 54 under 58. Okay, that's good. You didn't knock him out again. <laughs> but it was close. It was a close thing. <laughs> okay, so she's got him by the collar. She leans in. She's like right up in his face. You will burn in hell for what you've done to that girl. Your only hope for redemption is telling us how to undo it. What is going on? He puts a hand up to his head and looks at the blood on his hand. I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Well, let's put it this way. And I'm going to point to the door that's being, like, ravaged. Boom! boom. <laughs> We're going to get eaten by Anna, and I'm pretty sure that's your fault. She was... She was unmanageable. She was acting very strangely, so I, I, I put her I put her in, in the isolation room to, to calm her down. I, to, did you let her out? <laughs> She's violent and unpredictable. She is more than that. I'm not worried so much about her and more her friends. What do you mean, friends? Oh, well, the demons that she's clearly conjured to follow her around. Oh, we have enough 
trouble to deal with without having to invent fairy tales about demons, honestly. She's still got him by the collar, um, and she says, Right then, if she's only unmanageable, why did you tell the porters that she was dead? There was clearly something very wrong with her physiology, something very strange happening, and and I didn't want to have to try to explain it to everyone else. It was just easier this way. Fewer questions. Just so angry. <laughs> Ruth is going to give up and she's just going to stand up, kind of like push him back. Feckless, stupid man! And she's going to run out of the room and head towards Evelyn's room, I think. Okay. What's everyone else doing? Mary would have been coming back towards the room after checking outside, so would probably just run into Ruth <laughs> as Ruth yep. is running out of the room. Just like, <laughs> I'm getting Evelyn! <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, good idea. I think Moira's going to just Seeing Ruth Bolt just say to the nurse, like, Nurse Hargas, you need to evacuate everybody. Just get into the woods. Get as far away from here as you possibly can. Say that there's something wrong with the gas. It's going to... Just get away. And I'm going to go after Ruth. (laughs) Yes, she says. I'll raise the alarm now. And as you start leaving the room, you hear the door behind her smash open at long last. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, bro. As you leg it, you hear the despairing scream and then ripping wet sounds coming from the surgery. Uh oh. A male scream or a female scream? Both. Great. Oh, wonderful. Karma. <laughs> <laughs> Should we shut the door behind us again? <laughs> yeah. That'll slow them down. <laughs> That's okay. There's people between us and them. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Oh, God. You don't have to be the fastest, you just can't be the slowest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so are we we booking it towards Evelyn's then? Yes. And I think on the way, like, Mary is just going to be screaming, Fire! Fire! Everyone get out! Fire! Emergency! Emergency! Gas! Gas leak! Explosion! Fire! Fire! (laughs) Just anything she can think of. (laughs) I think if you had said one of those things, you might have stood more of a chance. <laughs> I'm not saying she planned it. Well. <laughs> so, what role would be good for this? I think intimidate because you're trying to scare people into action. Oh no, my intimidate is much worse than my persuade, but you know we'll give it a go. And to be honest, the patheticness of my intimidate there makes makes sense. <laughs> Nope, 39 over 15, and I'm not going to spend luck on that. Soz. Soz, everyone. So, really, the only reaction you get to that is a few tired looks from the staff and an occasional shout from some of the patients to shut up. (laughs) Don't say I didn't burn you! (laughs) And she keeps running. (laughs) No one ever listens to Mary. (laughs) That's their downfall. (laughs) It's like aliens all over again. No one listens to Sigourney. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look where that got them. So the three of you are heading to Evelyn's room. Yes, she can totally save us. Is a bad 60-year-old woman. (laughs) (laughs) On the way, like, Mary's like, didn't Evelyn want to turn one of us into, like, um, into, into like Anna? I don't think any of these idiots know what they're doing. And she's running just like furious. (laughs) Okay. She's not going to turn us into any of those things. We won't let her. We just need her to tell us how to undo the damn thing. Okay. Hopefully. And Mary's just like, still running, booking it. Just out of curiosity, (laughs) is is Evelyn's room on the first floor? All of the patient rooms are on the ground floor. There's only a single floor. Are there bars over all the patient windows? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just wanted to know. (laughs) Just wanting to know what our options are when this goes sideways. (laughs) (laughs) Not many. (laughs) You tear through the main building and round to the accommodation. And happily, it's not too far from there to Evelyn's room because hers is one of the nearest to the main building. Are you knocking politely? Are you just running straight in? Can you imagine just like, ah, demon, demon, excuse me, <laughs> Evelyn, 
Hello. <laughs> I was just checking. Yeah. No, it's fair. I didn't want to assume. <laughs> no, it's very, it's very fair. <laughs> yeah, just kick the door open just and bundle in. Yeah. I like to think that Mary runs right up to it and then stops and knocks and then like the other two just like kick the door in. What are you doing? And then just pushes in. <laughs> Moira is going to make sure that the door is shut and she's up against it. Just like... <laughs> I think you're up against it, all right. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're all going to die. You can see now that you're in the room that Evelyn has been busy. The walls of the room are now covered with what used to be the springs of her bed that had just looped around in all these designs, these curves that your eye can't really make sense of. When you saw just one bit of it on its own, it was a strange shape, but seeing a wall covered with them is just not something your mind can really make sense of. But Evelyn is is quite happily looking around, humming to herself, and saying, oh, you're early. <laughs> how, how, how do we concisely explain what's going on? <laughs> Evelyn, I'm ever so sorry, but Dr. Cave appears to have gotten ahead of you a little bit, and now there are demon monsters chasing after us, about to eat our souls. Evelyn, you said that your your goal was to was to, to was to take something out of a mind. Is it possible that that's a two way uh, avenue that something could have gotten in to her, Anna? Ah, uh. something evil like a vampire or a werewolf. Not now, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not me. He's pissed off. It's Ruth. <laughs> it's like, finally, they have learned. <laughs> As she waits for you to finish bickering between you, she looks around. I suppose so. I, I'd never really anticipated that. I, I'd always assumed that if, if one were to take corporeal form, or at least to to integrate one's consciousness, one's electrical impulses with another another brain, that it would be one's own brain in a different aspect of what, what we might call time. All right. Here's the situation as it stands. Yes, Dr. Cave did steal your research. He did have that. He did something, he cocked it up, and now there's demons or something coming. They're very real, they're very here, and they're very much angry and there's all this blue light this weird blue light not electric not gas just completely self-sustaining it's bizarre also how do we undo it with all of your swiggles because i would quite like to know how to do that undo that that's 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 it that's it isn't it that's what 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 cave what cave was was after isn't it he it makes sense. Some of the conversations I had with him, yes. She starts looking around for her notebooks. Oh, right here. <laughs> Sorry, here. <laughs> ah, yeah, I wondered where I put that. This is the one that Cave stole from you, and Mary gives that one back as well. Oh, right, she says. She grabs that and starts going through it. Yes, yes. Remediation. Remediation, that's it. Oh, the stupid, stupid man. I, I I wonder, he, he, this is it. Instead of a spirit of, of scientific inquiry, yes, he, he was looking at this from a therapeutic point of view. He, I think, I think his, his, his purpose was to permit, permit his, his patients to regress to an earlier point of, of their life and and make different decisions, change things. Fascinating. That is very much not what he has done. Please, is there a way to undo it? Oh, undo it? Well, but you're not listening to me. That's, that is Dr. Cave's work. His, his work is undoing things. Uh, well, how do we redo? Uh, how do we undo what he undid? Give me one moment. And she gets back on her chair and reconnects the cable to the, the light socket. Oh, God. And you can now see electricity sparking and humming through this this loom of mad wiring on the wall. And she says, I, I'm not quite sure what the, 
what the best way of, of connecting to this would be. I, I imagine the easiest thing would just be to, well, to touch it. All right, then. I'm going to grab it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Then give me a power roll. Oh, no. Ooh, That's my, my worst one. Uh, I have no power. Ah, dang it. Okay, girls, well, I'm dead. No, no, no. We, <laughs> we can get through this. We've been through worse. <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> okay, so my power is 35. Ooh. And I rolled 92. Scott, can I make a deal with you? <laughs> I'm listening. Can I push this roll on behalf of Moira? Ooh. How would you propose doing that? I think if it looks like something is going wrong, if Moira's face registers anything... Oh, it absolutely is. Her hand is gripping the wire at the moment, and you can smell you can smell what smells like roasting pork as her body is now <sighs> rigid, her eyes rolled up in her head. If I can, uh, like, <laughs> kick her and dislodge her from the wire, then I'll do that. And if not, then I'll just grab, I think, the wire kind of above where she's grabbing it. <laughs> How do circuits work? You know, like, just try to... <laughs> take on, like, relieve whatever it is that's happening to her and, and, like, take it onto me. Yeah, if you want to try doing that, let's just put it down to a power roll, then. Okay. We're both gonna die. <laughs> or merge into one consciousness. <laughs> Finally, Ruth is gonna learn about the birds and the bees. <laughs> we'll get the threesome that Moira always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel so close to you all right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more into you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I rolled a 60 under 75. Then I think, yes, you have effectively created a new circuit there. And one that, certainly to Mary, still looks alarming. The burning meat smell is, is getting stronger and you can see that both of them are now frozen, rigid, shaking with this power that's going through them. You can see that Ruth's hair is beginning to singe and smoke. Mary's kind of like breathing very deeply, just like, I, the, what would Mary say? The beginning is always today. And she like grabs on as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a power roll. Come on, Mary. Just, you know, it felt right. <laughs> I do have good power, so... I say that now, I'm going to fuck it up, but we'll see. Okay, 61 under 70. Okay. So, at <laughs> least for Ruth and Mary, you've got slightly more control over this. But for Moira, it's, it's going to be a dicier proposition. <laughs> Moira loves a dicey mm. proposition. <laughs> <laughs> and they are all night <laughs> all of you are initially in a great deal of pain there is the burning in your hands there is the spasming of your body there is the dreadful pressure in your chest and then suddenly all the pain is gone and you're somehow aware of the others but you also can't see them. You're somewhere dark. You're somewhere other. And off in the great distance, you can see these blue shapes moving around in the fog. But it's probably best not to dwell on them. Oh? <laughs> Ruth? Moira? There's perhaps echoes of each other's voices, but... You're not really in the same place. You're each somewhere a bit more personal. What you can see, each of you, is you're looking down this corridor. And the corridor is made up of these strange curved shapes, similar to the wire structure that Evelyn built. But it, instead of it being like a two-dimensional loom, this is more a, a three-dimensional... Well, not even three-dimensional. There are more dimensions than that. 
And you, you can see they're presenting pathways that you can move through. And there are glinting points of light all the way through them. It's almost like looking at crystals hanging from a chandelier catching the light. These faceted, but not angled, these curved shapes of light moving through this this network of impossible curves. Can we move? You absolutely can. In fact, you feel a freedom of movement you'd never felt when you, you had flesh. What happens if we get close to these points of light? Again, it's not a we. Despite the fact that the three of you went in this, this is very much you doing this. Yeah. So let's start with Ruth. So as you move towards the first... It's almost like a, I guess, a a teardrop made of light or something like that, just hanging there in this network of curves. And as you get closer, you can see movement within it, shaped, distorted by the curve of the shape itself. And you're looking in, you're looking into... Yeah, you can see yourself there from the outside. It takes you a moment, perhaps, to realise that that's you. And you can see this is the day that you were brought to Blackshade. You can see yourself there. What was it like when you came here? Did you just go along with it? Were you dragged here kicking and screaming? No, I think the day that she walked into this place, she barely registered as like a like a conscious human being. She was just completely lost in grief and shame and the sense that both her family is right about her and then also like how could they do this to me so she's just like basically like walking but functionally catatonic as you see all this unfolding through the crystal no it's not really a crystal but this point you're aware that down this corridor this network of these curves there are more of these these points stretching down into darkness And looking back the other way, you can see that there's one point that's sort of glimmering and fading. There's others beyond that are just completely dark. I want to let Kat and Camille do some stuff too, but Ruth suddenly has an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, let's go to Mary, as she's also in control of this. You have basically exactly the same experience. You are there in this corridor of strange curves, these curves that go through parts of space that your brain was just never aware of before and you can now somehow perceive, not that this is a comforting feeling. Again, you can sort of see these these points of light stretching off into the distance. Yeah, I think she's still kind of going, Ruth? Moira? Mary? Jane? Is is this knowledge? Is this enlightenment? And she's kind of like, sort of trying to walk, but it almost doesn't feel like she even can even properly walk, or it just feels odd, but she's kind of moving and... Movement here isn't walking. Movement is thought. Mm, she's kind of like drawing herself towards where she's interested and i think yeah she'll go towards these lights well again the first one you encounter is your experience of arriving at black shade what was it like for mary when she came here mary's not a like a particularly physical person so she wasn't kicking but she was definitely screaming or just shouting indignantly this this is mistreatment, I tell you. This is absolutely wrong. No, no human being should be imprisoned in this way. We are all free. And just kind of being, yeah, escorted. Or at least you, you managed to get a fair amount of that out before they dosed you up with enough laudanum to keep you quiet. <laughs> oh, dear. I will not be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you can see the point that you left behind you, the point of light that you just moved here from, is guttering out. Do I have any, like, insight into that? Like, seeming as what we've heard about, kind of the regression therapy and going back? 
And I'd say it's entirely up to you how you interpret it. I think Mary took on board what Evelyn was saying about the doctor wanting to let the patient go back in time and how it was an actual temporal thing. She's worried about going back further and maybe losing more of what she'd lived, but is also intrigued. So perhaps maybe she'll try to kind of like grasp onto that memory of her being taken into Blackshade. She's scared to kind of like go back further, but she tries to kind of like interact with it or kind of like find it somehow. Yeah, you you reach out and you grab it. And we'll come back to you in a moment. <laughs> Moira. Yay! <laughs> The other two were in control of this. You are not. You are hurtling down this corridor at speed. Lights whizzing past you. You can just see glimpses of your life, of your memory, going all the way back to to your childhood. And what's alarming about this is that this just seems to be the start of it. You can see this is going on and on and on forever in the distance. Okay, I'd like to wildly just throw my hand out and just see if I can grab hold of something to stop myself from spiralling. Well, this is going to be a pushed power roll then. Oh, if you succeed, <laughs> you can grab hold of something useful. If you fail, bad things are going to happen. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, my power is 34 and I rolled 84. So that's a lot. <laughs> the problem with grabbing hold of these things is really... In your current state, you don't have hands and you can't really will yourself to imagine having hands in order to do this. You desperately try to reach out for some of these points, some of these almost like life rings in the ocean as you're going past, but you can't reach any of them and you are hurtling further and further backwards and you are moving through this dark corridor of time, all these strange curves moving around you, and you're you're seeing little glimpses. They're not like jewels anymore. They're more hazy points of light diffuse in the air. And you can just see different points of history as you're heading back. You're certain for a moment you just saw a bit of the fall of Rome. And then... You're heading further and further back and you're seeing strange creatures hauling themselves out of the swamp onto dry land for the first time. And you're heading further and further back, racing faster and faster. And as you do so, the curves of this corridor are breaking apart. They're changing. And suddenly... Suddenly it's not curves anymore. Everything is just jagged angles, sharp angles, sharp like broken glass. You can feel them cutting into you, or at least your sense of yourself as you're tearing back here. And then you are somewhere or somewhere else. Somewhere where you can't see anything other than these jagged angles around you. And then you hear that howling again. And you see the blue light in all of the angles. And perhaps the last thing that goes through your head is, Oh, this is where they come from. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, I'm fucked, so... <laughs> well, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but let's get back around to Ruth. Hello. And so you'd seen this glowing representation of your first day in Blackshade, but there were other ones behind you. The ones, like I say, where you came from, the one that you just appeared to come from is guttering out and going dark, and all the ones beyond that are definitely dark. Okay, okay. Can I get a sense of the ability to to move through time away from my own experience. Oh, you want to try to move outside this little corridor? Kind of. There are these strange networks of curves that you'd have to try to find some way through, but you could you could certainly try. Scott, I'm not asking for favors here, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> give me another power roll then. <laughs> Can I spend luck on a power roll? You absolutely can. 
Great. I'm going to spend some luck and bring that down. I rolled an 81 over 75, so... So, yeah, you are aware that while you're in this corridor, that there are other dimensions to this. There are other ways you can move. They're not really up or down or left or right or out or in. They're just elsewhere. Okay. I don't know how to do this, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say what she's <laughs> Ruth is thinking that if this is truly an ability to move through time and not just a, an ability to kind of like see through time, if there's like any way to interact with any of this, then what she wants to do is she wants to get to that moment in time when Anna's parents were killed in that accident and Short circuit that shit. <laughs> okay. She doesn't have any idea how to do that. I think having made that power roll, you can navigate that by instinct. You can make your way through. Yeah, it's not quite up, like I say, it's just a different direction. You can see all these different branching pathways moving away from this point that you realize is whatever is happening at Black Shade at the moment. And it doesn't take you too long to find just from the points of light there. That's definitely Anna's life there that you you can follow. I'm assuming that there's like those little points of light for her. She's going to start like mm. examining them to try to find the one. I'm assuming that like something that powerful would be like more prominent than the other ones. Yeah, so kind of like zeroes in. It certainly looks different. It's brighter. The ones that come afterwards have got more subdued light coming from them. But you move back and, yeah, as you go back further, there is a brightness to them that is missing from the later ones. Yeah. And, yeah, you're fairly certain that there is this one here. And looking at it, she's a girl of maybe 12, and you can just see from the outside that her parents are going off to some kind of ball... And that she just knows that she could perhaps have somehow stopped them. Okay. Being practiced in the kind of religious fit of it all, I think that she's going to just put forth this intention. She wants to somehow get into Anna's thoughts or in, into her mind in some way and just kind of like have her start to freak out. <laughs> Like, in front of her parents to, like, some sort of, um, like, episode or something to, like, grab them. Well, you reach out to the, the sphere to try to get inside her mind. You touch this ball of light with your your mind. And you tumble into it. And you're there. And you are Anna. Uh, what's around... You're in this country house. You're just finishing having an early supper or an early dinner with your parents, and they're talking about how they they better head off to this party fairly soon. I say you're Anna. I mean, you are still very much you. You're just also this 12-year-old version of Anna talking to her parents, but your mind, your thoughts, your memories, they're all you. Okay, oh, goodness. Because she came to Black Shade when she was older. So it's possible that even if she ended up back in, back in Black Shade when she was younger... Okay, we can still buy this. Okay. Uh, if they're at the dinner table, I'm assuming there is a knife nearby. She's going to grab that knife and she's going to just start slicing. Start slicing up her arm and her legs and whatever else she can get a hold. Like whatever she can get at. Your mother screams your father. Well, I say your well, Anna's, but say your mother and father as well, I guess, at the moment. The father screams and, and grabs hold of you, takes the knife off you, starts shouting at you, asking you, what the devil do you think you're doing? What's possessed you? And I think that she just shouts, don't go, don't go, don't leave me. That, I think, is going to be enough to set things on a different path. And certainly Anna's parents aren't going to be going to that party tonight, or at least they can't do, not with you being like this. They're, they're going to have to try to call for a doctor and find out what's wrong with you. As the doctor treats you and treats your wounds and 
asks you all sorts of questions about what's wrong. Maybe, maybe that's the point at which you become aware, just through the pain, maybe, of the wounds that you've inflicted under yourself, how anchored you are now in this flesh. That maybe there isn't an Anna anymore. Maybe now there's just you. Cool. <laughs> and we'll come back to that for an epilogue, I think, later. Great, great. Wow. Let's go to Mary. So Mary was looking at this memory of when she came to Blackshade. Yeah, and I think she's she reads the 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 light from behind her sputtering out as, oh, I've gone back now and maybe I can't go back to it. I've just got this now. So I at least want to try to get back to where I was then before any of this horribleness happened so at least I know and I can maybe try to like I can save Anna this time because I couldn't do it last time so that's why she's gonna like grasp onto that and because she did get there before Anna did so see if she can go there you grab hold of this and you are there you're you're there at your first day in black shade again being sedated just with that that numbing feeling of the laudanum. Yeah, and I think this time, like, she kind of just, even before the laudanum hits, she just kind of quietens down a bit as they're administering it, and then she's just kind of got a, a small hopeful smile on her face as she passes out. <laughs> and time passes. You find yourself living those early days of being a black shade again, but still with the memory of, of what happened. Yeah, you know I mean, maybe you talk to Moira and Ruth when they arrive. You may have conversations with Evelyn. But you know what's strange? Anna never comes to Blackshade now. Hmm. But that doesn't mean that Dr. Cave isn't going to continue his work. In fact, he's, he's going to need someone else hmm. to help him with his experiments. And with all the questions you've been asking... The interest you've you've shown in the workings of Black Shade and maybe some of the questions you've been asking about the past and the future. Who better is there than you? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Mary. Asking too many questions. And then let's just as a, a last coda find out how how Ruth directs this life that she's inherited. Ruth in Anna is just like she does everything that she can to direct her life, to put herself into a position where she can kill Dr. Cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Save me, Ruth, Anna. Save me. And perhaps then we shall leave with a teenage girl sitting on a train heading towards York. <laughs> <laughs> Just practicing stabbing motions. <laughs> like this, like this, like this. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, shall we leave things there then? I can't stand who I am A villain with a plan Cloaked in robes made of many friends Like a dog on a stray in the middle of the way 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thank you for listening to Ain't Slayed Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content, and special programming, please join our Wolf Pack at patreon.com slash ain't slayed. Or subscribe to Ain't Slayed Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits, and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you, and good luck out there.